What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we are talking about NFTs or non-fungible tokens. These have been taking over the crypto space and actually all of finance, really, um, in the past couple of weeks. So I wanted to break down my thoughts on this rising trend um, and how I think it's part of a much larger movement of pushing assets or diversifying assets into things like art um, and these becoming much bigger parts of our economies and the way we store value. It's not just, you know, currency of fiat and gold and real estate. Now we're looking at art, non-fungible tokens, um, unisocks, cryptocurrencies. There's an explosion of different assets that hold value. Um, and this has been really, really interesting to watch. So first, let's break down what an NFT or non-fungible token is. Um, usually based on the Ethereum network, which is a decentralized computing network. Um, Ethereum, the second biggest cryptocurrency behind Bitcoin, you know, pioneered this sort of smart contract functionality. So it's not just about moving money. It's really a decentralized computing platform for, diff da for different dApps or decentralized applications. And so one of the new use cases that has popped up, it's not actually, you know, s recently invented, but it's recently gaining Steam is NFTs or non-fungible tokens. So these are tokens that are traded on the Ethereum blockchain that are non-fungible. They are one of one. It's not like a Bitcoin where you can buy 0.01 of it. You either have it and you own it and it's unique and it's yours and it's in your crypto wallet and whatever metaverse you want it to be in, um, or you don't own it. So they're literally one of ones. It's like a painting. It's like the Mona Lisa. There's only one. You buy it, except instead of hanging it on your wall, you're holding the digital version um, in your cryptocurrency wallet. And so I think this is a fascinating um, just new development and use case for the Ethereum blockchain. We recently saw Beeple, who is an artist that for 5,000 days created these digital portraits um, and then eventually combined it into one NFT that got all the headlines, which was a $69 million sale. And you might be like, that's really weird, right? Because this is a JPEG that's online. I could literally download that JPEG for free, but yet someone has paid 70 million for the rights to the real or actual thing. Now, I have a ton of different thoughts about this because we're really in uncharted territory here. Like nobody knows um, how or where this is gonna go because because, um, you know, yes, you could get a copy of the Mona Lisa, you know, you could get a print, a, a copy of a Basquiat, but those aren't going to have as much value as the real thing. And right now the NFT world, although it's totally virtual, is having the same thing. But you have to think it's really hard to replicate the exact Mona Lisa, the thing that da Vinci touched, you know, it was in his room. Like this, you know, this is such a powerful painting, right? Um, where an NFT, you could literally replicate the exact same JPEG, you know, bit for bit. Um, it just wouldn't be that unique non-fungible token, but you could download that Beeple thing and print it out and hang it on your wall, just like the guy who owned it. So there's a lot to think through here. Um, and I think another big thing about the cryptocurrency um, revolution and, and NFTs is I think NFTs are getting grouped in with different weird cryptocurrencies that are fungible. And this is where it gets really, really dangerous. So the thing about an NFT is it has a lot less liquidity than something like Bitcoin, Ethereum, or even Unisox because it's non-fungible. It's a one of one. So if I want to sell my painting, a one of one, it's not like there's a liquid market for that painting. I have to find a buyer for that one of one item. So so even though the NFT market has exploded here to hundreds of millions of dollars, it's not like there's a hundreds of millions of dollars of liquid market. Each NFT needs its own market. So, you know, when you're buying these, like you're buying a cryptocurrency, I think you really have to think through that if you want to sell this on your terms, you're going to get a horrible price because there's no bid. So if you want to sell this quickly, you're just going to have to sell it and hope there's a buyer. And you're probably going to have to drop the price significantly from that market price to actually uh, find that buyer or that bid. So right now we're in an upswing. Almost every NFT is sold soaring in value. Um, and I think people are mixing them up a little because Bitcoin, I can buy 0.01. There's always people buying and trading and selling Bitcoin. It's a liquid market. NFTs are not a liquid market. So that's just kind of a warning um, I wanted to throw out there. Like you have to get someone to bid on your exact art piece. And so I think this 
as much as it's scary, it has huge potential. We've seen the NFT market or market capitalization's outstanding value of all NFTs go from about 41 million in 2018 to over 300 million now and exploding and continuing to grow. And while I do think that this is, you know, a very large market size, I think we could still be in its infancy because what this really is, is a new way for, to, to transfer and store art. Like that's what I think is so interesting. You want that Mona Lisa, we have to ship it to you. You have to store it. Um, there's a lot of friction. It's almost like physical gold versus Bitcoin, which is all digitally native. So in many ways, I think NFTs could be a new status quo um, for the global art world. And in that way, you know, the global art world, uh, if you look Google art market size, about 60, 60, 50 billion, but that's just the amount of art traded each year. The actual market cap of outstanding art estimated by Deloitte is about $1.7 trillion. And so NFTs going from 40 million to about 350 million. Yes, that's still a huge 250 million thing, but that's just the drop in the bucket. The Da Vinci painting that just sold that broke the record was for 450 million dollars for one painting. I don't think it's going to be crazy to see an NFT worth that much eventually. So I actually think, although we're in the very early days and or may, it maybe seems like euphoric and bubble-like that we're in this NFT era, I think it could still be very, very early because um, I think, you know, the market cap of all art, and this is actually the, the title of this episode, Art to 10 Trillion, um, I think art is a rapidly, you know, emerging asset class. And up until this point, it's had its hands tied behind its back. You have to invest in these physical items. There's no liquid market. The internet is totally disrupting the ability to buy and sell art globally to buyers in sort of this de distributed marketplace system, um, which I think is going to reduce the friction for buying and selling art and therefore increase the market size dramatically. And NFTs are just, you know, one step of evolution of that. On the flip side, we have this other trend happening in fiat, governments are accelerating the dilution of all of their fiat currencies. And people are saying, wait, I don't want to hold my, my entire life savings just in dollars that are being slowly diluted, melting like an ice cube. I'm thinking Bitcoin. I'm thinking Ethereum. I'm thinking art. I'm thinking sneakers. I'm thinking trading cards. I'm thinking Pokemon, you know, whatever. All of this stuff is having a golden era and resurgence um, because it's what I call the awakening. People are getting woke about the dilution of fiat currency and are searching for other assets to store their wealth. What is money or currency? It's a technology to store value over time. And we're seeing that the dollar is actually not that great of a, a tool to store value over time when you're comparing it to things like art that appreciate. And so I think we're in the midst of the art market exploding from $1.7 to $10 trillion. And a huge portion of that will be these non-fungible tokens. So I see non-fungible tokens as potentially a $350 million asset class today going to a trillion dollars. So I still think we could get, you know, what's that? A 300, 300x increase in the overall market cap of NFTs. When and why do I think this is going to happen? The biggest reason is Ethereum scaling. And this could be like, this is early. It's risky. Like that could happen if it works. If Ethereum crashes and crumbles and it doesn't work, then this isn't going to happen. But um, so that's important to keep in mind. But so right now, to, to and I bought a couple NFTs. I'm actually about to have my favorite NFT artist on the channel for an interview, which I'm so excited about. But the problem with NFTs right now is that if you want to buy one, you have to pay gas costs on the Ethereum network. So the Ethereum network has been extremely popular, almost a victim of its own success here, where so many people are using it. It's doing over a million transactions per day that it's sort of bursting at the seams, clogging up the network because everyone wants to buy NFTs and do this stuff and all the participate in all these cool dApps that are being built on Ethereum, but that's causing a massive increase in the demand for transactions, which are finite because the network is still going through these growing pains and it can only do one, one and a half million transactions a day. So now the price of those transactions instead of a couple bucks is a hundred bucks per transaction. It's like a hundred dollar trading fee for me to buy an NFT. I bought this NFT for 500 bucks. I paid a hundred bucks just to trade and buy it. And so even though we've seen NFTs go from 40 million to 350 million, that's still with a hundred dollar, you know, maybe 50 bucks if you get lucky on your gas fee. And so what's going to happen now is the Ethereum network is on the 
cusp of scaling with this new sort of ETH 2.0, sort of next level of ETH, ability to process a lot more transactions um, for a much cheaper price, to me, that will unlock the floodgates for the NFT market because essentially, you know, if, if the price of doing a transaction on the Ethereum network goes from 100 to 5 bucks, that's a 95% reduction in friction to actually participate in that market. So that is potentially the biggest catalyst I see for NFTs is that happening. And the other reason you might be like, Gally, what the hell are we doing buying some JPEG online that doesn't really exist IRL? It makes no sense. I kind of feel you on that. I'm still deciding, um, but I like dabbling in it. And I think, you know, why does art have value? You know, I, I was a sneakerhead, you know, the, the, the Jordan ones are worth 50 or whatever, hundred grand, the original Jordans, but I can get a fake pair of Jordans that look basically the exact same. 99.9% .9 of people aren't going to know or care that they're different for a hundred bucks in, in Chinatown in New York. But the difference here is that I don't know. There's still that arbitrage with the IRL sneakers, right? That the legit ones are still worth 20 for whatever, hundred grand on StockX and the fake ones that look almost exactly the same, you can buy them for a hundred. So in many ways, there's already a digital implied value of the cultural zeitgeist's, you know, value of that art in many of the real life goods. So it doesn't see, you know, a Basquiat painting is $100 worth of materials. So you could argue that, that it has like, you know, hundreds of millions of virtual sort of cultural zeitgeist value embedded in it, which should be in theory digitally tradable. And then in the flip side, I think there's a potential crazy use case. Like, where do we think the future's headed, bro? The matrix, right? Like, we're all going to live in this metaverse, maybe connected with our Neuralink. Um, we're already, you know, VR worlds are sort of emerging. This is a, a clubhouse rooms. It's all bubbling up. Um, essentially, this theory that we will spend more of our time, more of our passion, more of our energy in digital spaces versus real spaces. Yeah, it's creepy and weird, but that's where the future is headed. And so when I think about the value of these items in those digital spaces as the attention of humanity shifts to these digital spaces, the value of those items will increase dramatically and their potential use will increase dramatically. Like, you know, are these NFTs things that you can, are we going to all hang out in these virtual worlds where I'm going to have these crazy art pieces on my wall, which will be one of one NFTs, which people will pay to visit in my VR museum. And then I'll get a royalty stream based on that NFT. Is this gonna, NFT going to be part of some crazy game, you know, VR gaming uh, system? I don't know. It's sort of like this unlimited potential of possibilities of the metaverse. And that's what I see NFT scratching the surface of. Um, and this ability to trade them seamlessly on the internet is incredible. And in many ways, gives them a huge advantage over all, you know, real world art. And so um, anyway, I kind of want to make this episode just to break down and give you my two cents on this, because I think this is fascinating. I'm a sneaker collector. Um, you know, I love limited edition stuff. I'm about to launch these hats as a limited edition product for the hyper changers. Like I'm all about um, this. And I, and I think it's, it's just, it's, this NFT thing is at the forefront of pushing the art market from this $1.7 trillion asset class to a $10 trillion asset class. It's something we should all be paying attention to. And it's frankly something that I'm really excited and passionate about because I think artists aren't getting paid. Our cities look ugly. We need to invest in art. We need to make our world more beautiful. It's just gray with concrete everywhere. It sucks. Like, let's get art. Let's make it beautiful. Let's add colors. Let's add design. And the problem is because artists aren't getting paid. The NFT that I bought, the 10% royalty is embedded. So every time that NFT NFT gets traded, a royalty goes to the artist. That's another reason to buy the legitimate version of an NFT because you know the artist will get paid. And so I think this is about to flip the entire economics of being an artist on its head where you're going to be able to make, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars from doing these digital artworks and really get paid for it because it's on the blockchain. You know, this is that first use case of like, oh, if we put music on the blockchain, like you'll get all your royalties. If we put this on the blockchain, you get all your royalties. Like, yeah, this is happening, but NFTs are the first use case. First, their art. First, their 3D sculptures. Then their music. Then their songs. Um, then and I'm only going to release every single one of my videos as an NFT, maybe like, I don't know where this goes, but it's essentially a way to make the IP trackable and tradable on a blockchain 
unbelievable potential and artists are going to get paid and that's going to incentivize more people to become artists. It's going to allow those artists to have more capabilities and resources to make more stuff. Very, very exciting. We are just scratching the surface on something extremely epic here. And I think a $350 million market cap for the NFTs is, is a fraction of the trillion dollar TAM or trillion dollar vision that I think they could eventually become. Anyway, this is HyperChange. Would love to know what you think in the comments below. Are you buying NFTs? Which NFTs are you bought? buying? Like just let's scheme about it. Um, huge shout out to our Patreon supporters, producers. Love y'all. See you next time. Signing off from the new HyperChange studio.